0: Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, streaming live at (laughs) wordradio.com.
1: I want to welcome to the program Dr. Marie Plazim. Dr. Plazim is an FXB Health and Human Rights Fellow and National Science Foundation Postdoctoral Fellow. Her research investigates racial bias training in medical education and clinical practice, race-based medicine, algorithmic bias, and health policy. She applies critical, quantitative, computational mixed methodologies to examine how structural racism in medicine jeopardizes healthcare delivery access and quality. She completed her Ph.D., uh, in medical sociology at Howard University, and Marie received her MPH from the Drexel University Dornseff School of Public Health. Dr. Plazim, welcome to Evening Words.
0: Dr. Peterson, it's great to be with you.
1: Um, so I think, first of all, thank you for it. I know you're really busy. You got a lot of things uh, 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 going <laughs> on, but you did an op-ed. Uh, late last year, I think it was US, USA Today, just a couple of weeks right. ago. Yeah. Um, US Today op-ed where you're talking about the, the colorism and the kind of racial implications around wearable technology. So I'd like for you to just share with our audience a little bit about, about how your research applies to that and kind of what that story was, because there's a little bit of an update, uh, uh with, with, with the Apple Watch, at least in terms of how we think about, um, um, some of these technologies. A lot of folks are suspicious about, about technology, but you're actually doing research that shows us why we should be.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's great to be with you today. Um, so broadly, my research looks at how race and racism impact the clinical encounter. So thinking about like traditional sociology, daily interactions, like what the doctor sees um, when they see a patient for the first time. So thinking about language, hmm. um, how, the, how the patient speaks, thinking about ebonics and African-American English, um, how they're addressed, like certain, certain um uh, assumptions we make when we see people and everybody makes assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think about how technology, um, harms or improves health and thinking about the ways that like technology seems to be benign in many ways they are not. And so mm-hmm. I wrote this piece to really think about how equitable technology is and like what folks what many folks don't know is that lots of technology are biased or racially biased and how does that how the- does that
1: happen, Dr. Plazim? I I am just <laughs> curious. I mean yeah, I, I mean these things are supposed these algorithms are supposed to be machines. How can how are they racially biased?
0: Yeah, and like that's the question, right? Like we, we we think that these these devices are benign, that they're neutral, they're actually here to help us, but when we go, I guess, back into like the beginning stages, most technology is um trained or like uh, the algorithm is based on certain groups of people or certain skin tones in the case of like the pulse oximeter where I talk about like the, um, the Apple watch. So the, the beginning trials of when technology is about to, um, to start, you usually have to run different sorts of tests. And so, um, these tests are usually tested on white skin or lighter skin. Um, and so, and then they're marketed to the general public. And so this might seem, um, pretty neutral, but when we think about like, The pulse oximeter when we're thinking about COVID 19 and how that determined the use of ventilators Mm. we're thinking about thermometers and how the wavelength determines the accuracy of like what the condition is these um circumstances really become life or death
1: wow wow so i so 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 doc i i just you know i want to go a little bit deeper here so based on your research some of this technology Um, Because, you know, I'm immediately thinking about facial recognition, recognition technology right now. But but based on your research, the reason why some of this AI machine technologies, algorithms are biased is because the people who are creating them are usually white. But also the people who are testing them before they go to market are either white or fair skinned.
0: Correct. Yes. And so um, the FDA is currently aware of the the inaccuracies, but. It's it's been like two two three years now since that they've been aware and asking folks to like think about um the cautions or to be precautious, but I don't think that's fair. I think we really have to demand technology now, and that making sure the technology is equitable and then it assesses all skin tones. I think when people think about race, one folks get uncomfortable thinking about it, um because we live in like this dichotomy of black and white. Mm-hmm. But when we think about skin tone and like the variation and like what that means and how um bias data, it really hurts folks in all aspects, not just in facial recognition, but in health too. Mm-hmm. I think people get shocked, like, wait a minute, the thermometer, the pulse oximeter, the Apple Watch, like these things that are meant to be neutral are tested on a small group of people. And so um, with the pulse oximeter or any technology, usually you need about um, 10 folks for it to be approved. Mm-hmm. You only need, So if you have a group of 10 people um, with... Uh, different skin tones you need at least two people on that group to have darker skin tones so really when you think about how these technologies are um advertised to the masses on such a small control group we can see how like there's so much um discrepancies in terms of like how these things are marketed
1: you see here's what i don't get about this phenomenon either doc is that you know this this is not your research but you do know this that Black folks are early adopters. Black folks Correct. consume technology. Black folks want to be on the cutting edge. We have beepers before everybody else. We have <laughs> cell phones before everybody else. We have wearable white. Watch- Young Jordan's over there laughing in the studio. But it's true. <laughs> There's data that shows it. So I I this is the disconnect for me. If yeah. if we consume disproportionately at race, we're indexed higher on the consumption mm-hmm. side of technology, especially things like mm-hmm. Apple, right? Mm-hmm. How is it that doesn't translate to the people making decisions in terms of That's testing and, and creating technology.
0: <laughs> it does. It. And I think that it really speaks to policy and like um, the the rules that are on the books, right? Like this this FDA regulation for like the pulse, o- I keep going back to the pulse oximeter, but it's such a- uh, Doc, a for people who don't
1: know what a pulse oximeter is, please break that down <laughs> for us.
0: Oh, true. Seriously. So when, when you go to the hospital and mm-hmm. they place that um, device on your fingertip to, to measure your heart rate or your blood pressure, it's sending waves through your fingertip to measure and give you an output. That's right. Um, but the, the wavelengths are going to give a different reading based on the melanin that's in your skin. So a person with a lighter skin tone will have a different reading compared to someone with a darker skin tone. So seemingly neutral. If you're a doctor, like, I trust that this technology works. Mm. But when you think about COVID-19 and who could get a ventilator became life or death, the pace based on the types of readings, we can see how like, okay, wait, the biases and the discrepancies here are not small. Mm -mm. And so, yeah, that's how we run into- Literally
1: life and death. So there may have been some cases or, or there have been some documented cases where folks maybe should have, Black folks maybe should have had access to ventilators, but weren't given it because these pulse oximeters- we're off enough for them not to be able to make the appropriate diagnosis.
0: Yeah. There's tons of literature coming out now that show that the hypoxia was underestimated, um, for black folks. And so, um, if I think folks underestimate health, um, but there's huge impacts here as well. Cause we talk a lot about in like facial recognition, um, the criminal justice system, how like photos are used. Um, but when you think about health, the two, there's also an impact there as well.
1: Absolutely. So I, I do want to just one quick thing about the facial recognition piece now. I know they've, they've, they've tried to implement it. There's been some pushback because it's, you know, it it's been sh- proven already to be, to be biased. And, and, and when you think about that, cause again, these are life or death things, right? Um, yeah. th- we yeah. think about that. You think about the pulse Do You think about these other issues. Is there, what would be, if you could write the policy, what's the, what's the policy that we need to have in place? To try to combat this because we're not going to stop the advancement of technology. Right. That's there's right. No stopping that. But if there is a and I don't know if it's a maybe there's a different remedy. But if there is a policy remedy, what what is what do you what will we say? Like, what would you say?
0: Yeah, I think we need to, I mean, there's a number of things that I, I put out in uh, the, um, op-ed that we need, um, engineering teams that are diverse and that when you have not just in terms of like skill level, but thinking about having interdisciplinary, um, perspectives. So thinking about like skin tone, like having someone think, um, like maybe we should think about how these wavelengths are, are interpreted, um, for different skin tones, thinking about um, different disciplines, um, demanding that, uh, the laws that are in place, um, are up to date, right? And so we've known about the discrepancies in pulse oximeters since the 1970s. Are you kidding um, me? N- no, that's the crazy part. Like we've known about wow. these, um, uh, discrepancies, um, but the laws haven't changed, right? And now the FDA is aware because there's pushback, is coming out, but like, we need more immediate change now, um, because it, it ultimately disproportionately folks impacts folks who are darker skin tone. Wow.
1: That's de- so I was I, I must have skipped over that part in the op ed that that we've had this knowledge for for decades and just haven't done anything thing about it. Are there are, are there we only have a minute about a minute left. but are there are, if it's not policy if, if 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 are there other remedies or things that we should be thinking about to try to address this particular challenge the challenge of of the racial biases and color biases in technology.
0: Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a, it's a hard question. I think we need, um, different disciplines to be looking into this, not just, um, uh, uh engineering, but like having sociologists like myself, mm-hmm. public health, like coming together at the table, thinking about how do we think about algorithmic bias and how does that impact health? Um, uh, cause I think this is a, an understudied space in the health aspect. And so like, um, making sure that we demand change, mm-hmm. um, in a more immediate sense would be super helpful.
1: Dr. Blasim, thank you so much for joining us. I, I listen, anytime you drop an op-ed <laughs> like that that's you know please i will hope you'll consider coming back on our airwaves to, sh- to share your insights and information i thank you so much for joining us tonight
0: you've been listening to word radio on demand listen live at 96.1 fm 900 a.m and online at wordradio.com